So hello and welcome to another episode of Humans of Mitti Ke Rang podcast series. Today we have Ms. Samiksha Rane with us all the way from Canada. Samiksha holds a master's degree in environmental science from Mumbai University and a postgrad diploma in education for peace. She is a freelance writer for Medium and has had the honor to represent India as an ESD youth ambassador. at UNESCO in 2018 so welcome samiksha so how are you doing samiksha i'm doing very well how about you i'm good thank you so much it's an honor to be here so my first question to you is what is education for sustainable development unesco defined education for sustainable development as something that empowers learners to take decision and form decision and responsible actions for environmental integrity economic viability and a just society for present and future generations while respecting cultural diversity so est basically has three main components that's environment economic and social it's a lifelong journey i would say it's not just one time doing it's holistic you know since it involves all the components and it's an integral part of quality education it's an integral part of quality education because it does not focus only on one subject per se you know it's not mm-hmm. focusing only on economics or maths or geography est holds everything together it's oh, health is healthcare is equally important education is important economic development is important and est achieves its purpose by transforming the society that's the main goal there are several key themes to est while you know we dominantly hear about environmental concerns or environmental sustainability more but uh, there are other themes such as poverty elevation citizenship peace ethics uh, democracy uh, democracy and governance justice and human rights gender equality and natural resource management and biodiversity management one such project that i worked on on est i can give a personal example is with terry and tetrapack uh, it's called step program which stands for sensitizing training and empowering peers so step is a leadership development program for school students that aimed and created informed and thinking youth who understand themselves and their relationship with family society and environment and can rise above nationality and class and isms to work as citizens of the earth you see it's basically it's not like your um it's not like a subject a curriculum or school subject that focuses only on one thing est um enables or empowers you to think critically you know it gives you uh, skills like analytical and critical critical thinking and uh it teaches you to look beyond your family or your society it teaches you to look uh think about global in general look from also from local to global in general that's est Okay, so uh, walk me through this. Uh, how did you get the opportunity to represent India? Oh, how did okay, it all happen? That's interesting. So uh, I was working with Terry. Like my first job was with the Energy and Resources Institute, uh-huh. or Terry, and I worked as an environmental educator, sustainability educator. And after I quit the job, so Terry always had this workshops for youth, and you know I being. Uh, <clears throat> i being a employee there or i being an educator there was always a part of the people who organized the workshops 
I was never a participant. But after I quit Terry in two thousand fifteen, and then I got this opportunity in two thousand seventeen. So Terry co-organized a workshop with UNESCO. So in February two thousand seventeen, four workshops were held in New Delhi, Nairobi, Dublin, and Beirut to empower leaders working on ESD. And across the world, about one thirty, hundred and thirty young people. Uh, in the age group of 18 to 35 from around 30 countries participated in this workshops and these were active leaders in this in their local communities and regions you know they were active leaders in sustainable development so these trainings in these four locations were organized by unesco in collaboration with the key partner gap key partner network and the program aimed to empower 500 youth leaders from around the world to inspire and mobilize to take action towards building a sustainable resilient and just local communities so uh, in india or in this asia region terry terry is the regional workshop sorry is one of the gap key partner networks and terry organized a workshop in delhi uh in this first workshop which i participated we were total of 43 youth participants mainly from india but also from nepal and hong kong and this workshop focused or essentially on sustainable development goals system thinking uh conflict transformation leadership empathy uh communication facilitation skills networking and also how to action esd action and monitoring what they call how to you know uh drop make draft projects and how to monitor your projects and the part after so after completing this first phase of the training we were expected to go back you know to our respective communities and conduct similar such training programs i conducted a series of workshop focused on sdgs conflict transformation and empathy and submitted my reports to terry and on this i just received an acknowledgement you know there was no uh, communication hinting towards this big conference in paris so uh, i thought it's that's it like i i attended a workshop in delhi i did my workshops follow up workshops and i submitted a report i wasn't expecting anything after that and then after about a year like in feb 2018 i received an email to apply for unesco esd conference and i was totally thrilled it was shocking and but it wasn't like it was just an invitation to apply to add to submit a application form and a video capturing my esd work so within two days i recorded a video and it submitted it didn't want to be late and uh, after about 3 weeks i received an email confirmation from them to attend the workshop uh, sorry to attend the youth conference it was called uh, youth saves the planet earlier it was like uh, to be scheduled in costa rica but then they changed the venue to paris uh, which is the unesco headquarters and among my group of the initial workshop uh, the delhi workshop of 43 participants i was the only participant to go ahead with uh, to the paris workshop wow 
yeah so i'm i'm glad because i believe that not many people actually did the follow up workshops after going and didn't submit the reports so there were very few people so that's one lesson i learned you know you really have to follow up and do the thing had i not done that i would have not got this opportunity that is amazing yeah so uh, how do you think these conferences welcome young talent uh okay well i think this conferences warmly welcome the young talent they give them good space and platform to learn to develop and enrich themselves and you know irrespective of their gender of their nationality ethnicity you see all kinds of people like in my workshop we were from we were 92 participants from 70 countries right i mean never in my life i've met so many people at one uh, on one platform so uh, conferences like this gives you those opportunities and one thing that i noticed in this conference now is that the strive to maintain a balanced representation of participants based on gender and continent so they tried that there are equal number of male and female and also from you know equal number of people representing the continent so from asia maybe there were 17 so africa equally you know maybe 15 18 so it it kind of creates a balance opportunities right and also uh, all this conference only fruitful if you know how to leverage them otherwise it's just like one attend you're attending one event and nothing after that so uh, first of all like you get to put it on your resume like i still brag about this it's happened in 2008 and i'm still bragging about the unesco stint and you also meet a lot of like minded people from different geographical areas so there's so much of uh, learning and sh- sharing and learning that's happening sometimes this networks can direct you to a project or a job mm, this conference also you know it's a great platform to show your brilliance your ideas your research um, that can bring opportunities organizations to you like i remember i had uh, presented a project there on global ed- citizenship education and one of the facilitator actually uh, asked me to send a proper project proposal draft which i did after coming back so in this way you know you get opportunities people connect you and nowadays it's it's a world since it's a subject of global citizenship and also it's a world of globalization the distance and the time doesn't like really stand as a barrier when you want to achieve your dreams also this conference like this are a good way to sharpen this saw you know you sharpen the saw this this say so this opportunities actually help you take break from everyday work life and it gives you or it presents you with plethora of knowledge and experts so it's up to you how you leverage or how much you learn grabs uh, absorb from it yes did i did that answer your question yes absolutely um another question i have for you is uh, do you see or is there any significant difference between the indian youth and uh, foreign counterparts mm, well uh, i would say that the difference is not primarily due to countries now there are many factors that play role here it's opportunities it's life experience exposure the first difference that you distinctly notice is the accent and the language i was speaking to one of my fellow participants uh, she's from latin 
america and you know even now like i sometimes struggle to understand what she's speaking and i'm sure she does when i speak so that's one thing that you notice but yes in our workshop also there were participants from french and spanish speaking countries there's participants from arabic speaking countries and unesco certainly had translators to make it easy for such participants to understand and engage in the event which i really appreciate like you know and otherwise they all are absolutely brilliant so for each theme and module we were paired with different group of people that's where it comes right when you interact and the way you think is different because your cultural background is different and uh, this group yes and this group of people were based on you know sometimes a continent like all Asians come together and do this exercise or it was based on work area so all people working in peace and conflict uh, issues uh, be together or people working for water sustainability make a group and work together or on the skills that we chose to develop because there were also skill development workshop we have write we had writing workshop video making workshop or maybe a poetry workshop so uh, yeah like so people uh, you know based on their based on the skill that they wanted to learn group together and i would say diversity only brings a lot to offer on the table right and uh, yeah because uh, so there's a variety of perspectives skills and creativity like one of the workshops uh, or one of the sessions i remember where we grouped together to work on a project on a peace development uh, primarily focusing on iraq and you know something that a peace building tool that would work in india or mumbai will not work in iraq or baghdad right because uh, maybe the language is different to start with the cultural is different also you have to you know be sensitive that similarly a tool can work differently for men and women you cannot use the same method for men and women so when you go to conference like this it actually gives you an exposure of how people of other culture think in their country Indian Muslims can be a little different than Muslims in Middle East, and you have to be, you know. Uh, so having this exposure actually makes you a little sensitive about cultural differences. You just uh, be, I think, you just be a little more culturally competent after this exposure or experiences, right? And but whatever the small differences were, our common goal was, you know, to. a common goal for sustainable development bonded us together and even beyond the conference because uh, we are still in touch over a whatsapp group uh, whenever we do any like someone publishes a research or is holding a uh, survey or needs some feedback we still do zoom calls right and uh, i think that's the best part like that's the whole intention of this conference that they connect people and people work together with each other even after the conference also one thing i noticed i is like i feel blessed to be born and brought up in a city i am privileged because many of my peers that i've met there actually struggled to get a university education or to get quality education like they had to travel to a different city or perhaps to a different country 
and all these experiences actually contribute in making a person determined or ambitious and empathetic you know and there's so much to learn from these experiences or there's so much to learn even from the differences i would say so it doesn't matter if the person is indian or you know pakistani or uh, maybe someone from caribbean it's it's the experiences um, that matters mostly rather than nationality yes okay so if uh, you know youth like us are looking mm-hmm. forward to you know apply for these workshops uh, how should they approach this how should they approach this okay so uh, well you have to be i had signed up for unesco newsletters because they usually send out uh, invitations or you know they send out an announcement that they're going to organize uh, a workshop like this a few months ago so this year it's not happening because of covid but i know in 2020 when it's happening for sure and they will send out an email so when you sign up for newsletters like this you get um, notified basically and you can prepare other way is maybe join all those uh, websites or you know those forums which actually send you not only about unesco but they send you scholarship updates or they send you conferences happening around uh, the other conferences not just unesco they give you a newsletter monthly or weekly newsletter about the happenings in the world that is how even i applied to many other programs after unesco after the paris program actually yes Okay so how was your overall experience like the whole conference and mm-hmm. traveling and everything else I yeah I mean you know back in 2013 when I began my career in Terry I never thought I would do something like this and a friend of mine had actually asked me my goal or something ambitious that I want to do and without giving much thought because i was working in terry i just randomly said you know that i would like to be a part of un network in the capacity of an educator i never thought i would be an educator for first and uh, then i never thought of being a part of un or you know the first time i heard un was when i was in 7th class and it looked like something far of thing which very smart people do and never ever thought that i would ever be even a small part of it but coming to 2018 i was the unesco education for sustainable development youth leader and being a part of est network is certainly an edifying journey for me it was my i think the best it was one of the highlights of my life i would say the you know i volunteered i don't know usually i'm like I speak on stage but sometimes I'm like really shy and nervous and I don't speak much about except for the work that I'm given and one of the highlight for me was the moment when I volunteered to present a project to an audience of 100 people we were given we were given 10 minutes or oh, this is said that you know okay you have 10 minutes who would like to present a project and it was on the spot that I drafted a project idea and a proposal and volunteered like i said okay i'm ready i have no idea where i got this courage from but it's one of the courageous moments of my life and then i was like yeah, i can do everything like it's just that sometimes i think i hold uh, but 
yes that's that's one of the courageous moment and i was so i felt so confident i think this is what the workshop brought in me i still uh, kind of remind myself you know when i'm not very confident i remind myself of that moment that you know you can do this as well if you did that and overall it was good like i enjoyed traveling paris and seeing paris and i also enjoyed being those 3 days with my peers because uh, the way unesco has uh, designs its agenda it's not just whole day agenda they also give you a cultural evening every week every every day the, there's a cultural evening where you you know kind of we had this bring your own food kind of a thing where we you know where i took some bakrwadi uh, or something and you know people from their countries got their food so it's it's not just about learning EST it's also about learning cultural right your culture each other's culture so i would like totally recommend going to such workshops or such conferences it 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 gives you it adds a lot to you as a personality i feel and uh, to answer your second question right Yes. of what i would like to say to the viewers i would yes. like to cover three uh, segments in this first is sustainability which is more important now than ever and the concept of sustainability as we know it's meeting the needs of present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own and for a long time like like i said earlier environmental impact has been the main focus but the umbrella of sustainability holds more than this and requires consideration on both economic and so, uh, social issues so you know in every day we make choices choices that in our lives that affect the environment the climate the social economic conditions from what we eat to where we buy things from or how we travel there's a lot that we can do to reduce our economic footprint and leave more sustainability so all people who are watching this i'll just say that research and educate yourself do a life cycle analysis of products that you consume buy local buy ethical products importantly if possible go plastic free and this is my you know uh, ask yourself if you are using a reusable version of the items that you use every day so if there's something that you see you're using every day and you're just wasting it Uh, you're just like using and throwing it. Ask yourself, you know, is, is there a alternative that you can use? Example here I can give uh, for females, you know, is uh, you can start using menstrual cup instead of sanitary pads that end up in the dump. Menstrual cups are more environmentally uh, sustainable. And talk to it about uh, talk about it you know talk about uh, sustainable life to your friends and family there's so many ways that we can actually adapt sustainable living and remember that it takes a while to build new habits so you know just take one step at a time uh, last july i just started this july i started using shampoo bars instead of the bottle shampoo uh, you know this month i would go for something else i would go for menstrual cup so just take one step at a time and 
you will just find alternatives and practices that can become a new habit forever you know it can be frustrating but after a while you know have your intention clear why you're doing it and then i'm sure you'll be happy with this new actions and you'll adapt this habits forever second i would uh, so i have all i have most of the one of the most popular questions you know that um, we often ask even i ask this that how do i get a job in united nations i'm sure you did you have this question at any point i always have that question on my mind yes, yes even i had it while i was growing up and this quite a myth i would say or at least i believed it personally until a few years ago that one has to study international relationships or international relations sorry and international affairs to work with the united nations like because when you say un my my head first goes to being a diplomat and uh, through be told that's not correct you know united nations has opportunities for every field of study so you can be an anthropologist you can be yeah yes that, that is uh, actually i did not know that yeah you can be an anthropologist you can be a journalist you can be a physician a biomedical engineer you can be a mental health uh, you know doctor you uh, one has place for everyone you can be a civil engineer you have a job you one has the job for you you don't have to do international affairs or relations for that matter and all i would say is you know do best in the field of your choice while you're working you know while you aim to work with the united nations because yeah they, they do see how uh, good you are at your work right that's going to be there so whatever you're doing just put your whole heart out at it and keep applying on similar jobs in un and the last point is my favorite it's read I I would say everyone please read you know spend at least 20 to 30 minutes every day reading a book uh, or world affairs or whatever that you like I've been doing it for last few years so it's important to be informed I I believe reading gives you access to the smartest brains on the earth and learning from the greatest people is the fastest way to become wiser I mean, this is how I have uh, self-developed myself over the last few years. I would say it's it's because of reading. Yes, but that's that's my last advice to the viewers. Wow, that was really insightful. Okay, on that note, I would like to conclude. Thank you so much, Samiksha, for joining us. I know it's really early morning there in Canada. Uh, That's okay. Thank you. I'm glad to be a part of your show. And I wish you all the best for your future endeavors and stay safe. Yes, you too. Thank and, you so much. And to all the audience watching this podcast right now, stay safe. Stay uh, stay tuned. We'll be back with another episode of Humans of Mitti Ke Rang. Thank you. Thank you.